1: Welcome back to another episode of the Packs What She Said podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Maggie Loney, joined, as always, by Perry Goldstein. And we are entering week 16, and the Packers are still playing meaningful football. Made it through December unscathed uh, on a three-game win streak. And now they will host the Vikings at Lambeau Field to keep their playoff hopes alive after, you know, arguably their worst loss of the season, 23-7 when they played the Vikings away. So Perry should be a good one on Sunday.
2: It is a good one. This matchup is always good. I feel like, um, and there is a bit of, I think this is a bit of a revenge game for the Packers. The Vikings have to come into Lambeau. Um, this is a Minnesota, but a dome team coming into Lambeau. And I don't know. I know you're up there. It's pretty freaking cold right now. (laughs) Um, And it has been a long, long season since these two teams last saw each other. And I think a lot has changed on both sides. Um, The Packers are a completely different team than they were week one. And they're basically in playoff mode already. Vikings have clinched a spot. They've clinched the division. They're already in. So, I think the Packers have a lot more to play for. However, I'm sure the Vikings would not hate playing spoiler. So, this might get chippy. I think this might be a a little bit of a rough, dirty game just given the rivalry and the interdivision history conflict and everything that's riding on the outcome.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think, you know, the moment's maybe not as sweet for the Vikings, considering that they got their hats and T-shirts a couple weeks ago. But I can remember the Packers winning their hats and T-shirts as NFC North champs in Matt LaFleur's first season in the Vikings stadium. And, you know, the, the taste that that leaves. So I'm sure that there's a lot of players that would love to to snuff out, you know, the Packers' playoff hopes at Lambeau Field, especially just knowing, you know, historically how these two teams have matched up for so long. So let's kind of go through some of the things, I guess, that make this matchup so much different than week one, because I think a lot arguably has changed, at least for the Packers. Not sure your thoughts on the Vikings, but this is a very different Packers team than what we saw, even, you know, going back five weeks ago, I would say at this point.
2: Yes, exactly. Um, And I think you and I talked about this pre-show, but the first And major difference at this point is this offense is actually rolling now. Um, One could argue it's not perfect. It's not quite there yet, but it's certainly better than it was week one and in a place where um, I think that they can move the ball a lot better against this Vikings defense.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm most excited to see, you know, Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs now that they have a chemistry with Rodgers. And, you know, we talk all the time about the chemistry that you build in training camp and practice and the preseason, but we knew it was also going to take some time. And we talked about the fact that, you know, this could be kind of a two-year deal where the the rookies don't really get on the same page with Rodgers until next season or, you know, what that would even look like. So the fact that you know, week one started the way it did and everyone's like, oh no, like it could be kind of a long season for these rookies. We've seen the growing pains, but I think we're also at the point now where this is an offense that's really going to be able to capitalize assuming that Christian Watson can play because I know that he was a did not practice this week, but it sounds like hopefully he should be good to go come game time with that hip injury.
2: Yes. um, I did see that Matt O'Fleur said they're not super concerned about him long-term and I know that that boy wants a little bit again of a redemption arc for this game. So um, I'm sure he's going to push himself to play. It didn't sound like the hip flexor was too serious, but you're exactly right. Week one, rookies first game's, hadn't played with Rodgers, new to the offense, etc. Now we've seen both of them kind of stack successes in this offense. Albeit last week was kind of the first time they were on the field at the same time. Let's hope that this game, they get to stay on the field for the entire game together. That would be nice. Um, But I think that those two players have completely changed this offense. Now we hope that the Packers can kind of Refine the balance that they lost a little bit against Miami and working Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon a little bit more. I know Aaron Jones was dealing with an ankle and I think he should be better with some rest this coming weekend, but now you've got kind of a plethora of wide receivers as well as both backs to work with. Whereas I don't know that they had as many um, tricks in the bag, let's say week one as they do now.
0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. What's what the poster said? See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because
1: I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG 13.
1: Yeah. Something else that I really want to talk about that I personally had forgotten about. Maybe you hadn't, but you know, the offensive line. And we don't know what necessarily that'll look like yet on Sunday. David Bakhtiari, we're hopeful he can play after the appendectomy. Yash Nyman a little bit banged up, but I forgot that, you know, it feels like multiple seasons ago at this point that week one, the Packers had trotted out Josh Myers, obviously Yash Nyman, John Runyon Jr. But then they had Royce Newman and Jake Hansen out there. So this is, you know, a completely different looking offensive line. If you have David Bakhtiari out there, if you've got Yash at right tackle and you know if you need Zach Tom to come in for any type of spell as well, compared to Royce and Jake. Hansen.
2: Yes. And I'm so glad you brought that up because two names you mentioned have also been dealing with injuries, but were back at practice today. You have David Bakhtiari back finally from his emergency appendectomy a month ago, and Yash was back at practice after getting a little banged up against Miami. So they hopefully as you said, will have their preferred starting five out there. And I just think even like Yasha side, Yasha has been great this season filling in, but like just having David Bakhtiari back always makes you feel more confident. I'm sure it makes Aaron feel more confident. It just provides like so much more continuity across the line. You're getting one of the best left tackles back against, we can talk about the Viking side of things. Defense hasn't been performing necessarily up to the standards that I'm sure the Vikings wish that they were. However, their pass rush is still really incredibly dominant. Daniil Hunter and Zedaria Smith have been, I think, everything that they hoped they would be when they brought Z in from the Packers. So you want to have your offensive line out there like ready to go.
1: Yeah. and I mean, one of the names I think we forgot also is Elton Jenkins, who we know we talked about at pre-show yes. just signed his four year, $68 million extension to stay with the Packers long-term at we're thinking the left guard spot, you know, could be left tackle uh, depending on what some of the moves are that the Packers make this off season, but he'll be back out there as well. So you're really talking about just a completely revamped offensive line. If everybody's good to go And you know, it sounds like at this point, all of them are trending towards being able to play, which would make a huge difference, especially even like for the run game, you know, that was not really able to get going week one. If yeah. if this line can, can generate some push for Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon in the Lambeau cold, I think that's going to go a long way on Sunday.
2: I totally agree, as well as Aaron Rodgers apparently dealing with a little bit of a knee. So I imagine he's not going to be quite as mobile as we've seen the last couple of weeks, which... Again, it's fine. You, I think a uh, 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers does not need to be scrambling and running around, but extending plays is a little bit of, you know, it's his magic and he might be a little bit more limited. So on top of everything else, you want even more protection for your quarterback when he doesn't necessarily have the same mobility that he's used to having.
1: Yeah. And one one other thing that I've been thinking about too is, you know, we talked about the offense and the difference that the wide receivers can make, you know, with like a healthy Christian Watson, hopefully if he's able to play and just the cohesion that we're seeing. Aaron Jones had five rushing attempts against the Vikings Uh in week one. And, you know, I know that every week it seems like we're on Twitter wondering, you know, when the run game is going to pick up, what, you know, what the play calling is like, what the decisions are when there's third and short second and short and you're taking shots, but I think that's one thing that we really need to see more of on Sunday if the Packers are going to stay in this game because it's similar to the Dolphins, right? I mean, this is an offense. They've got Justin Jefferson. They've got Delvin Cook. They've got playmakers across the board that can blow the top off your defense and score relatively quickly in a couple seconds, and you need to be able to at least sustain drives and you know finish these drives when the Packers do get into scoring position. So Aaron Jones needs to get the football.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And if it's not Aaron Jones, it needs to be A.J. Dillon because this is his season. and He's had a really nice, I want to say, month of football for him. And this is his weather. This is his time of year. This is when he comes alive. So you want to be controlling time of possession, keeping the ball on the ground. Not to say that I think you can't pass against this team because I'd say I think the de- the Vikings defensive front is their strength. Um, obviously Patrick Peterson has been having a little bit of a resurgence in his career kind of year, but the rest of that secondary, I imagine Rogers is going, going to want to pick apart, but you have to get the ground game going.
0: 2400 sports is an odyssey company.